It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Monday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio on this Monday, January 16th. Happy Martin Luther King Day. NBA action starts in one hour. A lot of NBA today in honor of uh, Dr. King, if you'd like to watch. I have a lot to get to today. I need three hours. Dave, can I get three hours? He says yes. Um, I was uh, That was a bluff. I don't really want three hours. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thorne's text line open as well. That number, if you'd like to text the show, is 502-414-1450. And don't forget, right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or a steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Great week of NFL football. Great weekend of, they call it, I guess, Super Wild Card Weekend. It used to be Wild Card Weekend. Then we added a team, so now it's Super Wild Card Weekend. I say we add maybe three more teams to make it Super Duper Wild Card Weekend. Super Duper Extra Special Wild Card Weekend. It was great. It was great. The uh, sad sack that is the unsponsored six-pack went two and four. Tennessee basketball didn't help me. As I sit here in my Kentucky shirt, um, hit both the wild card games on Saturday, lost all three yesterday. So two and four in the six pack. The system, by the way, had a good weekend. I'll get to that, but it was three wins, no losses, one tie, a record 13 teams, 13 ranked teams lost this past weekend. Now, a few of them lost to other ranked teams. But in the history, since 1948, since the Associated Press poll first came out, that is the most top 25 teams to lose in a weekend, 13. Uh, That always helps the system. Could have been a lot worse. I mean, could have been a lot better for the system. Some of these teams that were unranked, at home were favored over ranked teams. So those games don't count in the system. But Oregon beat Arizona outright. Vanderbilt beat Arkansas outright. And Clemson beat Duke outright. Those were the three winners. The tie was Florida State getting nine from Virginia. And Virginia won that game by nine in Tallahassee. So 3-0-1. You got one more system game tonight. Well, I'll get to that a little bit later. UK basketball, where did that come from? Where did it come from? There was no inkling that we were going to see anything like that after trips to Missouri and Alabama, a home loss to the worst team in the SEC, South Carolina, a home win over a winless SEC LSU team by three points. We did not see this coming. Severe Wheeler doesn't play, and I've got already gotten the text from friends. See what happens when Wheeler doesn't play? No, that's not that's not what I'm not going to play along here. I'm not going to play along. See what happens when Wheeler doesn't play? They go to Tennessee to Knoxville. They beat Tennessee. 
That ended the Volunteers' 25-game home win streak. South Carolina had Wednesday night ended Kentucky's 28-game home winning streak. So you don't want to play at home. This is the bottom line. You don't want to play at home. I'm not going to buy into the narrative that Severe Wheeler not playing is the reason Kentucky won. The reason Kentucky won is because Tennessee was 3-for-21 from three-point land on their home floor. That's the reason they won. The reason Kentucky won is because they out-rebounded Tennessee 43-23. to Severe Wheeler has nothing to do with that. Nothing. Did Kentucky find a lineup that was effective? Yes. Yes. Keep in mind, with Severe Wheeler out of this game, Kaysen Wallace didn't score. Didn't score. He had six assists. He didn't play poorly. Foul trouble in the first half. Going into the tunnel when he was out of the game and working on his back spasms. All right. But if Severe Wheeler's in the game, Kaysen Wallace scores points. That's not speculation. That's what we've seen happen over the course of this season. Now, maybe that's not the best thing for this team. But you would have to think, if I told you before the game, Wheeler's not playing, Wallace will not score, Collins won't be able to play either here, you would have said, man, I'm giving the 11 and a half. I'm giving the points. I think it got down to 10. Vegas knew something. It got down to 10 at game time. You would have said, man, I'll give 20. The fact is, Kentucky went in there and hit Tennessee in the mouth. Tennessee hit Kentucky in the mouth first. It was 8 to nothing. And if you were watching the game, as I was before I headed to the Yum Center, if you were watching the game, you said, how long am I going to have to watch this? Because this game is over. Tennessee is going to truck Kentucky. Didn't happen. Kentucky punched back. They punched back. They only hit five threes in the game, but they hit a couple of them early. C.J. Frederick hit a couple early. Antonio Reeves hit a couple. He was great. Adu Thiero, who has gone games without playing this year, played inspired basketball. He had steals. He played defense. Did he have a couple of bad turnovers? Yes. But he doesn't play very much. What you got out of Thiero was great as a Kentucky fan. What you got out of Thiero was better than good. Because he, he got after it. He scrapped. Cal's been looking for somebody to just get after it, play hard. He found one deep on the bench here. And the confidence just continued to grow as the game went along. This game was won on the defensive end. Tennessee scored 56 points. Tennessee is the number one defense against field goal percentage in the country. They're number one against three-point percentage in the country. And the, the, the losses this year to Colorado, they've had trouble scoring against other good defenses. Dougie has not played great defense this year. Let's don't make any mistake about that. But they played unbelievable defense on Saturday. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt that Tennessee missed um, 
some layups, which they did. Rick Barnes said that after the game. You know, we missed a lot of layups. That's what happened. He was not wrong. Tennessee shot 40.4%. Kentucky did not win this game shooting the basketball. Kentucky shot 35.3%. 35.3%. Frederick was 4 of 11. He was 3 for 9 from 3. Kaysen Wallace missed all three of his shots. Reeves, who led the team in scoring, was 4 for 10. 2 of 6 from long range. Thierro missed all three of his shots. Wallace missed all three of his shots, as I mentioned. Toppin was one out of five. Livingston was two out of five. Shibwe, six of 12, another double-double, 18, or 15 points, 13 rebounds. They won this game with defense. They didn't win it with offense. And you can say, okay, well, maybe they're a better defensive team without severe Wheeler. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if he's back Wednesday or Tuesday, tomorrow night, when they play Georgia, 9 o'clock in Rupp. Dangerous game. Georgia's 13-4. and four. Georgia's 3-1 and one in the SEC. Better than we thought they were going to be. Mike White left Florida to coach Georgia. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for why that happened. Those conversations. And here's... Here's what happened, it's, and Cal said this when he accosted Holly Rowe at halftime. I'm, I'm, look, that's tongue-in-cheek, by the way. He did put his hands on her. He was animated. He basically said, this is a slugfest. We are fine playing in a slugfest. What happened in that slugfest? Tennessee was 7 for 10 at the free throw line. Kentucky was 22 of 25. There is your ball game. A lot of, uh, you know, a few of those were late mop-up free throws when Tennessee had to foul. But Kentucky got fouled going to the basket, taking shots. Tennessee did not. Plavsic, the big uh, center, had 19 points for Tennessee, but he only had three rebounds. Calipari said we were not going to get beat by the three-pointer. If they were going to beat us, they were going to beat us with the two-pointer. And Tennessee players who usually shoot the ball well, like Vescovi, who was one for six from three. Key was one for four. Josiah Jordan-James was one for six. Ziegler, Zakai Ziegler, 0 for three. They missed their three-pointers. They were challenged on most of their three-pointers. Now, some were just misses. We missed open shots. But a lot of those were challenged. So all of a sudden, the narrative turns. Cal is no longer on the hot seat. The head coach who is sending other people to do radio shows and other people to do press conferences in the middle of the week, oh, man, he was giddy. He was giddy. He doesn't want to face the media when his team is losing, when they're not playing well, when the fans are upset. He doesn't want to. I don't like that. You should face the music. I understand why he doesn't like to, but that's part of the gig. You're getting paid a whole lot of money. When your team loses at home to South Carolina, face the media. He did, by the way, that night. 
But for the most part, he hasn't wanted to do media during the middle of the week. He doesn't want to go post-game, and it's always, you know, well, he's a little under the weather or uh, he's, he's got to head out on a quick recruiting trip so he doesn't have time. He's getting on a private jet right now. Whatever the reason, it appears when Kentucky's in the doldrums, we don't hear a lot from Cal. We don't see Cal a lot. But, man, when they upset Tennessee, he could not find a camera quick enough. It's a great win. It's a necessary win. After a quad four loss at home on Wednesday, you get a quad one win on the road on Saturday. That is huge. That is unbelievably huge. I haven't looked at Joe Lenardi's bracketology yet, but Kentucky was out. I saw it Thursday. He, he had Kentucky out of the tournament. Not even last four out. Or first four out, I should say. He just had them out. Because they hadn't beaten anybody. They hadn't beaten anybody. Michigan is the best team they beat. That was a neutral site against a non-top 25 team. Not a good win. A, an okay win. They didn't have a good win on the resume. And now they do. And if you're Kentucky fan, if you're Calipari, you hope this springboards. You got Georgia up next at home. Then you got Texas A&M at home. You got two home games against teams that are not considered elite teams in the Southeastern Conference, but teams that have winning records in the Southeastern Conference. Texas A&M is 4-0. 4-0 in the SEC, 12 and 5 overall. Georgia is 13 and 4 overall, 3 and 1 in the SEC. These are two teams that were supposed to be at the bottom of the league ranking. And they're not. Who's at the bottom? L Ole Miss, 0-5. LSU, Mississippi State, 1-4. Remember when Mississippi State was undefeated? 9-0, and I wondered why they weren't ranked? Now I know why they're not ranked. They stink. Arkansas, still ranked in the top 20. Ranked 15th in the country. That'll change today. Probably changed already today. I'll have to check. Arkansas. Lost to Vanderbilt this weekend. They're one and four in the SEC. So when I say it could be worse for Kentucky fans, it could be worse. You could be Arkansas right now. You could be LSU. But Kentucky's win makes them two and three in the conference with a quad one win over uh, Tennessee in Knoxville. Keep in mind the rematch. Saturday, February 18th, CBS, 1 o'clock in Rupp Arena, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee is going to be out for blood that game. If you think they punched you in the mouth in the first two minutes on Saturday, they're taking the gloves off this time. This is going to be bare-knuckle brawl. All right, I got to get to Louisville's loss over uh, against Carolina, Indiana, I tried to tell Scooter he didn't want to listen. I wish he was here today. I'll get on him tomorrow. I told him Indiana was going to be favored in this game. He said, no way. He said, if Indiana's favored, I'm putting the mortgage on Wisconsin. I hope he didn't do that. Indiana was four-and-a-half-point favorite on Friday night. By Saturday, by game time, it was five-and-a-half. Vegas knows what they're doing. 
Great weekend in the NFL. We'll recap all of those games. The Bengals advance. The 13-3 Vikings were the only team to officially be upset here as far as the seedings are concerned. So we'll go over that and give you the system play for tonight. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Monday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thorns text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number, 414-1450. The new AP poll is out. Arkansas hangs on at number 25 in the country. They dropped 10 spots after that home loss to Vanderbilt, or uh, road loss to Vanderbilt. The uh, Hogs are, as I mentioned, 1-4 in, in the SEC. Kentucky does not creep back in. Houston is still number one. Top four does not change. Houston, Kansas, Purdue, and Alabama. Tennessee drops from 5 to 9. UCLA takes over the 5 spot. Gonzaga is 6th, followed by Texas, Xavier, Tennessee, and Virginia. That's your top 10. Arizona State, Iowa State, Kansas State, TCU, UConn. Those are the next 5, followed by Auburn, Miami, Charleston, Clemson, and Marquette. Clemson undefeated in the ACC after that uh, win over Duke. And top bottom 5 in the top 25 are Baylor, Providence, Rutgers, Florida Atlantic. And Arkansas, that is the top 25. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Bring in David. David, how are you on this Monday? Well, just uh, thanks for taking my call, John. Glad sure. you're on today with uh, Martin Luther King Day. I didn't know you know, what you were thinking about as far as, but I'm glad you got on the air today to, to, to talk to us. It used to be a holiday for me as a postal worker, as a federal worker. Oh, yeah. I, I was always off. So it was. I got up today and I was like, do I really want to go into work? But, yeah, you know, after the Kentucky win and the NFL game. Oh, yeah. Yes, I the thought, Kentucky yeah, I'll show up. I'll show up. Yeah, I can say that Kentucky win was great, you know, that uh, they could – overcome everything that was going against them and, and really go down to Tennessee and really show, you know, what they could do, you know. And I guess having um, Severe Wheeler and um, is it, Collins. I can't, yeah, Collins was out. Yeah, yeah, Collins, yeah, out. That that really got the team to really wake up and do whatever, you know, they had to do to win the game. I, I didn't I, – I thought – Tennessee was just going to, you know, just just spank, you know, but I'm glad it did not happen that way. Well, the lineup everybody's been asking for, Kentucky fans, is Wallace along with Frederick and Reeves and then mm-hmm. Toppin and uh, Shebway. And that's the one everybody's yeah. been yelling for. Get Wheeler out of there. Uh, you know, let Livingston come off the bench. Let Wheeler come off the bench. These are the guys you need in the game for most of the time. And that group, to be fair – has really performed mm-hmm. well when they're out there. They've got a, a good plus as far as points yeah. scored against their opponents. So there is some validity to it, but I think Cal is still he's still married to uh, having Severe Wheeler as his point guard. He wants Wallace yeah. to be the two. And, again, with Wallace at the point the other day, he didn't score any points. He did have six assists. He didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't score any points. And for this team to be successful in the future, I think Wallace is going to have to put some numbers on the board. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Wallace will have to come through if he can. Yeah, yeah. But uh, with Louisville that. with the loss, Indiana with the win. Oh, great no. NFL games. It's a great weekend. Yeah, 
It, but it's interesting, you know, as you look at conference standings, though, to think that, like in the ACC, Clemson, a football school Crazy. on top. Crazy. And then, and, then, and then you look at the SEC, Alabama, football school on top. <laughs> and Georgia, of course, is up there. Texas A&M's up there. Yeah. You know, football schools. I didn't think of it that it way. You're right. Basketball. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, TCU yeah. is in the top 25. Speaking of football playoff yeah. teams, TCU. Ohio State's not doing very well, but uh, – yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. You're right. The yeah. other the other members of the playoff are doing uh, quite well here so far. Yeah, it's really something because, like I said, the like I said, uh, Louisville women's basketball is you know they're still you know playing good, but they've had you know some moments that they've been had a good you know, road win yesterday at Florida good, State. Great win yesterday. Really nice yeah. win. Haley Van yeah. Lith hit a prayer there uh, against the shot yeah. clock late in the game that uh, allowed them to hang on to win. But uh, they they've struggled this year. But uh, you yes, know. they have. Playing, playing a little better here of late, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So Anything else, like David? What else on your mind? Come on, we got a whole well, show. What do you got? I just hope that um, <clears throat> I just hope that you know the fans could just hang in there with you know coaches. Uh, like I said, hang in there, especially with Kenny Payne. Yeah, it's I know tough. he'll get it if they can just hang in there with him. Because when I look at it, the rivalry of Kentucky Louisville, I would certainly want Kenny Payne and Calipari to represent that and to and to build the the uh, the the rivalry back up, but I don't know how fans are going to be, how patient a lot of them are going to be. They go to the games and yeah, you're the right about that. And that I don't really worry about that. I don't, I don't know. I either. like the where it is right now. I was at Louisville. Uh, I was at the Yum Center Saturday, and I hate yeah. to, I hate to point this out, but when Zan Payne yeah. came in the game, there were boos. There were some. Boos. Oh, were there? Yes, and that's well, not fair what to that. Hear. It's not fair to the kid. Yeah, uh, I know it's not. You know, Dad puts him in the game, and and the crowd the crowd's not booing Zan Payne. They're booing Kenny Payne putting Zan Payne oh. in the game. So you got to yeah. you got to distinguish between that. But uh, yeah, you're right. Fans are fans are fans, and they they don't yes, they, uh, are. they don't take to losing very well when it's a winning. No, program. they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, David. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Appreciate right. the call. Yeah, Zampane came in for the cards. It was middle of the second half. They were down double figures, and there were some scattered boos in the crowd. By the way, Carolina, man, they show up. Now, they showed up last year, and I thought, well, okay, they're they're pretty good. They they you know, remember, they weren't great early in the year last year. They did make the championship game last season. I lost to Kansas, but they weren't great early in the year. Same thing this year. And I get to the game, and I'm walking across Main Street to uh, head in. The doors uh, to the general public aren't open yet. There are a 1,000 or more blue-clad, baby blue-clad North Carolina fans waiting to get in that arena. And it was probably 35% Carolina fans, uh, almost a home game for the Tar Heels. 80 to 59 was the final. Once again, Louisville led 15 to 7. They led 16 to 7 at Clemson. And it's just like a, a, a switch gets flipped. And it's something happens and they go, yeah, we're not, we're not good enough win this game. What are we doing leading? What are we doing leading this game? And at Clemson, they're up 16 to 7. They have four consecutive turnovers and it's 16 all. This game, they're up 15-7. to seven. Um, Carolina comes back, takes the lead. Carolina scores the last eight points of the first half to grab a nine-point halftime lead. 
I mean, an 11-point halftime lead, excuse me. It was 29-26 to Carolina with just a few minutes to play, three three-plus minutes left in the first half, and North Carolina scored the next eight points. And you you go to the locker room, it's 37-26. If, if it happened in a different way, maybe you don't feel that bad about it, but the way it happened, everybody in the stands just looks at each other and says, oh, do I come back, do I go get a beer and come back for the second half or not? Now, the crowd was great. Crowd was engaged. They were uh, There was a, a pretty good-sized crowd, I would say somewhere in the 17,000, 18,000 range. But again, a lot of them were wearing baby blue. Amando Baycott, who was questionable, actually started the game for the Tar Heels. He finished with 14 points and 16 rebounds. Once he got going, and it was slow. Cards blocked a couple of his shots early. He got a dunk at one point, and I looked at Ed next sitting next to me. I said, "Ed, you don't want that to happen because now he's gonna he's gonna feel better, and he's gonna he's gonna gain confidence." And he he just destroyed Louisville the rest of the game, fourteen and sixteen. Demarco Dunn fourteen off the bench. Five Tar Heels scored in double figures. One Cardinal scored in double figures, and you can guess who it was. L. Ellis twenty two points, three rebounds, four assists, had a couple of steals. He's playing really good basketball, but it's hard to notice. It's hard to notice when your team's 2-16, and 0-7 oh in the conference. Louisville, or Kentucky, Indiana, they'd love to have L. Ellis. They'll trade you. They'll make a trade. They'll trade somebody for L. Ellis. He, both teams. Sidney Curry, nine points, four rebounds. Uh, Withers had eight and eight. Now you got Pitt coming in. Um, there are no must-wins for Louisville, right? It's over. There are no must-wins. But it would be a feel-good win if the cards could beat Pitt. Pitt is 12-6, and 5-2 and two in the conference. Uh, a lot better than they were last year. By the way, that's Wednesday at 7 on ACC Network. Louisville will have a full week off after that game, but then they have two road games against Lesser opponents, to be fair, Boston College and Notre Dame, who aren't playing very well this year, but they're road games. So if you don't beat Pitt, you're you're staring two and nineteen in the face before Georgia Tech comes to the Yum Center, and it, you know it could be worse. It, 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 don't ever say it can't get worse, because it can get worse. L. Ellis did have six turnovers on Saturday. Mike James, who had scored at least 17 in the previous three games, finished with uh, eight points, two rebounds, and uh, a couple of turnovers. Just didn't play well. For Louisville to beat a bad team, and, and Carolina's by far not a bad team. For Louisville to beat a bad team, and I'm going to say Boston College, I'm going to say Notre Dame, I'm going to say Georgia Tech. They got to get more than eight out of Mike James. They got to get more than eight out of Jalen Withers. They probably got to get 25 out of L. Ellis to have a chance to win some of these games. You're just looking for wins now for Kenny Payne because every loss, every time that loss column gets another number higher, I question whether he's going to be brought back next year. I know that sounds crazy. Got to give him more than one year. 
Kenny Payne is trying to take some of the blame here. He didn't get anybody out of the portal. He knew he needed talent out of the portal. He's using the the perception that other teams were recruiting against Louisville, telling players, look, you're not going to go to the tournament. NCAA decisions getting ready to come down. Arizona had those issues. Kansas had those issues. Arizona got rid of their coach, and they had those issues as well. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. Can't keep using that as an excuse. And guy, and he says after the game, guys didn't didn't show up to play, not playing hard. That's the one thing. That is the you can't control. Sometimes you can't control if the ball goes in the basket. You can't control if you win or lose. The one thing you can control is your effort. That's the one thing any any competitor can control. And if you got guys on your team, multiple guys on your team that are not giving effort, and you're two and sixteen, what kind of direction are these guys getting? What kind of coaching are they getting if they are allowed to not hustle and then still start the next time out? Jalen Withers was benched for a reason. And Kenny Payne said that. Kenny Payne also said Jalen Withers was not happy about it. Doesn't matter if they're happy about it. If you are not giving effort, I got to go to somebody else. But sometimes you run out of guys to go to. And when that happens, you got to start over here. You got to start over. Do I like Kenny Payne? Yes. Kenny Payne's a terrific person. Some people are not meant to be head coaches. Some people, just like Nick Saban. Nick Saban is meant to be a college football coach. He tried to go to the Miami Dolphins. It didn't work. He was not meant to be an NFL coach. He's meant to be a college coach, head coach. Same with Steve Spurrier. Went to the Washington, at the time, Redskins. Not meant to be a head coach in the NFL. Chip Kelly, same thing. Rick Pitino, John Calipari, hello. Pitino and the Celtics, didn't work. Worked with the Knicks for a little while. Didn't work with the Celtics. Came back to Louisville, won a national championship. John Calipari didn't work with the New Jersey Nets. Got fired. He's meant to be a college coach. And some coaches are meant to be assistant coaches, not head coaches. Josh McDaniel, NFL, perfect example. He's had two go two rounds now. With Denver, didn't last long. And now with the Raiders, not going well. Great offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. It helps to have Tom Brady, yes. But maybe Josh McDaniel's not meant to be a head coach in the NFL. Maybe he's meant to be a coordinator. And I'm not sure Kenny Payne is meant to be a head coach in college basketball. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being the top assistant at Kentucky. He was great at Kentucky. He was great at Oregon. Nothing wrong with that. If you go to, and I haven't done the math here. I don't know what the number is. But if you go to in 26, 
28? Do you bring him back? Josh Hurd's going to have to take a long look at that. Because being having a lack of talent compared to the, your opponent is different than not giving effort against your opponent. It's a lot different. The one thing you should be able to count on from your team is every guy giving 100%. It's really that simple. And when the coach says after 18 games and 16 losses, I had multiple guys out there not playing hard, that's hard to swallow. As a fan base, as an administration, that's hard to hear. You don't want to hear that. Whatever they're doing, however they're playing, however poorly they're playing, the one consistent thing you have to have is attitude, effort, want to. All right, let's take a break. Indiana with a big win this week. NFL news as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Back, Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. We'll talk about the Indiana win over Wisconsin NFL wild, Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll get to that. Uh, the winner tonight, or the uh, pick tonight in the system, which went 3-0-1 over the weekend, by the way, is Michigan State. Actually, a 2.30 afternoon game here on MLK Day. Third-ranked Purdue, 16-1 at Michigan State. Purdue is a three-point favorite. That game can be found on Fox at 2.30. Michigan State plus the three is the system play today. The other uh, top 25 games tonight, Syracuse at Miami on the ACC Network. Miami ranked 16th at home, coming off a loss at NC State over the weekend as a seven-point favorite over the Cuse. And William and Mary at Charleston. Charleston up to 18th in the poll. They're 18 and 1. College of Charleston is a 16 and a half point favorite. No local TV for that one. All right, Indiana with a win. 63-45 over Wisconsin. Before you start telling me about Wisconsin not having their best player, guess what? Indiana didn't have two of their four best players. Xavier Johnson and Race Thompson. Not walking through that door anytime soon. Indiana was a five and a half point favorite against a ranked opponent and led 21 20 at halftime. I said first one to 40 wins. I was right, but the Hoosiers were able to put a 42 spot up in the second half. 63 to 45 was the final. A must win, yes, because they were one and four in conference. You can't start one and four. You really can't start one and five. So the Hoosiers with a big win at home uh, snapped their three-game losing streak. Trace Jackson Davis, 18 points, 12 rebounds like he always does. Jalen hood Shafino had 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. Jordan Geronimo, unlikely star of the game. I said these two guys need help. TJD and hood Shafino need help. I don't care if it's Miller Cop. I don't care if it's Tamir Bates. I don't care who it is. Renew had six off the bench. Somebody help these guys out. Jordan Geronimo, 12 points, 11 rebounds. That's how you help your team out. Indiana shot 47%. Wisconsin shot 32. Wisconsin makes about nine threes a game. They were five of 24. 
against Indiana. And even though the Hoosiers were only one of eight from three, didn't matter. They out-rebounded the Badgers 42-32. to um, And they come away with a big win and a big cover. Talk to Scooter more about this game tomorrow. Next up for the Hoosiers at Illinois, Thursday, 8.30. I'm assuming Big Ten Network, but I don't know that. Uh, Illinois uh, comes in 12-5, and 3-3 in conference, playing a little better as of late. That'll be a tough road environment for uh, Indiana basketball on Thursday. All right, NFL, it's a great weekend. Super wild card weekend is not only super, but it is wild. And it was as wild as ever. Uh, it was fun. Now, the first game of the weekend, 49ers and uh, Seahawks, I had the Niners in this game. They were down at halftime, 17-16, but one going away here, 41 to whatever it was, 23. They're good, man. And I got some good odds on San Francisco just to get to the Super Bowl earlier in the year. So I'm hanging on to that. My two Super Bowl teams are gone now. Preseason picks, L.A. Chargers, yikes, and Minnesota Vikings. Both teams made the playoffs, which I'll, you know what, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because a lot of people had Green Bay in the playoffs. That didn't work out. A lot of people had the Raiders in the playoffs. The Oh, Russell Wilson's in Denver. A lot of people had Denver in the playoffs. That didn't work out. A lot of people watched uh, Hard Knocks and said Detroit to the playoffs. That didn't work out. It was close, but didn't work out. So I'll take it. Minnesota was 13-3, and three, three seed in the NFC. Goodbye. The great game was Saturday night. Now, the Bengal game last night was really good, but Saturday night, Chargers at Jacksonville. Chargers have a 27 to nothing lead. You know what's going to happen here, right? You know, this This is not, there are no um, easy games when you get up four touchdowns anymore. There just aren't. Unless you're Georgia in the national championship game. There just aren't games that are safe. Because of clock management, because of the fact that the NFL guys are throwing it all over the yard, it's... It's never over. It's never over. It was 27-0 Chargers, 27-7 at halftime. Four turnovers in the first half from Jacksonville. Los Angeles didn't turn over the whole game. Didn't turn over the whole game. The the, uh, Jags had five possessions. Their last five possessions, they scored. Last five possessions, they scored. And they had to, to win the game. 31-30 was the final. I don't know if if, uh, Brandon Staley survives here. I don't know if he survives in L.A., especially if the Chargers decide to get in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Because Brandon Staley played Mike Williams, his star wide receiver, in week 18 when the Chargers were already locked into the number five spot in the playoffs in the AFC. He played his best receipt. He played everybody. Justin Herbert played. Joey Bosa played. Everybody played. And Williams got hurt and could not play yesterday, uh, Saturday. That's a big matzo ball there. That's a big boo-boo. Can't do it. And then you blow a 27-0 lead 
in the first round? Here's a great number for Jack. If you're a Jacksonville fan, unbelievable. Their last five home games, down 17-0 to the Raiders, they win. Down 19-10 to the Ravens, they win. Down 27-10 to Dallas, they win. Down 10-0 to Tennessee in Week 18 when they had to win to go to the playoffs, they win. And, of course, 27-0 Saturday, they win. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm glad this game's not in Jacksonville on uh, next weekend. Yikes. Then yesterday, so I'm 2-0 and in my picks there. Uh, I had the Jags plus the point and a half. I had the Niners who rolled. Feeling pretty good about myself as I go into Sunday. Bills, Miami. Bills take a 17-0 lead. And I just said it. No lead is safe in this league anymore. It's just not, it's just not the way it is anymore. 17-0. They're rolling. I look up, all of a sudden, it's 24-20 Dolphins. They get a defensive touchdown on a Josh Allen fumble. He throws a couple of picks. But the Bills escape, and they will host the Bengals next week. Can't wait for that one. That one's going to be fun. Does Mike McDaniel survive in Miami if Sean Payton wants to be the head coach in Miami? He got the Dolphins for the to the playoffs for the first time in years. He's been without Tua Tagovailoa most of the second half of the year because of concussion protocol. He's been without Teddy Bridgewater for a couple of weeks because of a, a uh, dislocated or broken finger. He's had to do it with Skylar Thompson, and he came within three points of sending that game to overtime against Buffalo yesterday. And he still, he still may not make it through after one season. If they, if Tom Brady wants to go to Miami and he wants to bring Sean Payton with him, what do the Dolphins do? Because Mike McDaniel had a pretty darn good first year. He looks to be a solid, young, up-and-coming NFL head coach. And if he gets fired, guess what? Somebody's going to hire him right away if he gets let go from Miami. Middle game yesterday, the Giants and the Vikings. Oh, Kirk Cousins. He is now 4-43. 4 and 4-43 and in primetime games or playoff games. Yikes. 4-43. And to throw a three-yard pass on fourth and eight at the end of the game, my mind, I think, actually exploded a little bit. My, my head hurt a little bit for just a second. It's fourth and eight, and he throws a three-yard out pattern to his tight end. That's why Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones made a lot of money this year. Giants didn't want to sign him in the offseason. He is going to cash in on, on that because he's had a great year, underrated year. Saquon Barkley was Saquon Barkley yesterday. Everything that the Giants had before the injury bug hit him, he's back, and he was great. Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley, and they are now going to head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. 31-24 was the final there. I don't know. I don't know what you do. You're you're locked into the Kirk Cousins guaranteed contract. You got good receivers, good great tight end. Defense is okay. Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. 
And I'm a little more upset because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And I, that would have been a great hit if I got that one right because nobody else had that one. Finally, the game last night, Bengals-Ravens. Great football. One play. I mean, it's one play. Tyler Hundley tries to go in from the two-yard line, puts the ball up high. The Bengals knock it out. It falls right into the lap of Sam Hubbard, the Cincinnati native. Goes 98 yards for the game-winning touchdown. And then terrible clock management, timeout management by John Harbaugh, a Super Bowl-winning coach, a veteran coach, a guy you don't expect that out of. Terrible time management down the down at the end of the game. 24-17. By the way, all five NFL games this weekend hit the over, as if you're a gambler. Over the total. And what do the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson now? I've only got a, a minute or two left on this show, but Lamar Jackson didn't even make it to the game. They didn't even fly him to the game. Now, I understand they're trying to get him ready in case they win to play next week. Maybe, uh, you know, he's rehabbing. He's Lamar Jackson. Get him a private plane on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock to fly to Cincinnati to be with his teammates. There is something very bizarre going on in this situation. I don't know if he doesn't get along with John Harbaugh. I don't know if he doesn't get along with management. I don't know if management and Harbaugh disagree on something. Whatever it is, he still doesn't have a contract. He's probably going to be franchised next year. They can franchise tag him and then trade him. But they got to get two first-round picks if they do that. That's the NFL rule. Uh, I don't know if somebody would trade for Lamar Jackson, who's had a three-week injury linger into seven weeks now, and now they're in the offseason. If somebody would give up two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, I would. If I'm a team looking for a quarterback, if I'm Seattle, for example, Geno Smith had a good year, but he's still Geno Smith, I'd give up two first-round picks. Seattle's got two first-round picks. They can give up one and still have one this year, and they give up another one two years down the line. But something bizarre is going on in Baltimore with, with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Marlon Humphrey came out after the game and said, look, you guys don't see it. He's been limping around the facility for weeks. He's not ready to play. I hope we sign him, and I hope he's with me in Baltimore for the rest of his career. That was the defensive back, Marlon Humphrey, for Baltimore last night. But it just feels like somebody doesn't want to sign a contract. Whether it's Lamar who wants guaranteed money or the Ravens who don't want to give him guaranteed money, somebody doesn't want to sign that, that deal. We'll talk more college basketball tomorrow. By the way, NFL games are set for next week. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Remember, Michigan State, 230 plus the three. That's the pick by the system today. Talk to you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. 